This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Story Over Everything. This is a special bonus slash personal slash potentially unnumbered episode that I'm doing uh, kind of mid-April. I think it's mid-April. I don't know. I'm not even going to check the date. That's how uh, that's how casual we're going to be on this episode. Yeah, casual. Anyway, um, <laughs> like Kamikawi, I... Who will get that? I don't think anybody. If you do, though, you know, let's talk. Let's talk. Anyway, uh, so I have been reading or listening a lot, and I found an incredible series of books that uh, is short and is... (laughs) It's worth and its substance has nothing to do with the page count or the length that it would take to read these books or the length of time in which they were, uh, which was utilized for them to be written. I, I believe that's an accurate statement to make. Um, and I won't tell you quite what that series is just yet. However, uh, if you have been around for a few episodes, I've mentioned Tolkien and Lewis's work, uh, that being Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and which can we just call it the Lord of the Rings saga or something like that? Anyway. Um, and the uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, I've also enjoyed some of Lewis's other work, but specifically I've mentioned those fantasy series, which is interesting because I am not a fantasy author or an aspiring fantasy author, though I do have at least one fantasy book in my head, if it can be called fantasy, which I could argue for, yes. Anyway, I have discovered a new series of books, and it was actually brought to my attention by my eldest child, and uh, <laughs> she started on them and uh, told me, you're really going to like these books. And I listened to the first one, and I really liked it. And I just, it, I've, I've just consumed these books in a very short amount of time because they're that good. And it actually inspired me to add a dimension to the story over everything feed and, uh, and general uh, podcast slash whatever else you want to call it. And that is this that not only will I track my progress as an author and artist and analyzer and chronicle all those things in story over everything, I will actively talk about books that I am enjoying or have enjoyed or think are wonderful. And I don't quite yet know the scope of how I will handle the books. I had the idea to, I actually stumbled across something while researching something, uh, while reading or listening to, uh, I think the Hobbit years, uh, like two years ago, uh, that somebody had done a chapter by chapter analysis and breakdown of the Hobbit. And I love that idea. Um, I really love the idea of actually taking any book and doing a chapter by chapter review and then, a whole review, uh, you know, an entire book review after the fact. And that seems like a really fabulous project to endeavor on. Uh, I think for now though, I'll start off kind of wave one or phase one of my story over everything book reviews or book discussions, book chats, I'm going to call them, I guess. And yeah, this is a story over everything book chat. Uh, (laughs) today we're talking about, uh, Anyway, I, I, I do like the idea of that, and I like the, the shape that's taken in my mind, that I can broadly cover a book, not book of, of, not do a book of the month club type thing just yet, 
I'll wait till I have uh, you know more clout or more uh, more something or other. I don't know, uh, and I don't know the pace yet at which I will cover uh, the many books that I'd like to discuss because I want to keep it reasonable for myself, but also uh, you know consistent. So I'm not doing. I mean, maybe a book a month is a good idea, and maybe I can have it be a bonus episode and or kind of. Well, no, I could. It doesn't need to be a bonus. I can just replace one of my episodes. That would be fine um, because I don't want to. Yeah, actually, that might be a, a fine idea to do one a month. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, like I said, I'm going easy, uh, on myself and I'm, I'm actually making this, uh, part of what I'm doing. This is me. Uh, I'm, I'm giving you an insight into my creative process. And honestly, a lot of the time I have to talk things out for myself. Uh, thinking in my mind only gets me so far verbalizing what I have to say or the ideas I have really helps me. And in fact, uh, I have had several I breakthrough is too strong of a word for the uh, the level the humble level of my writing at this point but I've had several breakthroughs for lack of a better term while narrating to myself or just thinking stories out loud in fact that happened earlier in the history of story over everything where I was trying to write a book plot out just a single book or maybe a whole novel series I think uh, or series of novels rather uh, by bullet point was the idea and I was what that meant was I was just kind of dictating to myself and recording it and saying, oh, what, what if I did this? What if I did that? This is the issue I have with this character. This is an idea I have. Mm, how I like that work. I molded over and they said, oh, this is what I'll do. And actually, uh, it, it was more than that. I was able to think and, and share my thoughts and kind of stream some of them out as they were coming. And then as I wanted to pause and develop them, I would uh, pause the recording, let myself mull over it for a few minutes, and then again, go ahead and record it. So this mixture of structured and unstructured uh, production of, of content is uh, something I favor, actually. And I don't really have a desire to hold them as two separate things since they're all part of the creative process for me. I kind of like to have them, uh, I don't know, held in like with each other because I value them equally. And, and in fact, uh, I don't think I could do what I do without doing both, um, meticulously planning and plotting things out and also just shooting from the hip and yeah, I, so what does that mean? As if to prove the point to myself or just to, to please myself, I am uh, just coming back from pausing and reflecting on what I'm saying and what I want to do. And I'm thinking I almost want to talk about one book at a time in a very broad uh, manner and highlight key points from the book, maybe the most impactful or most enjoyable aspects of the book, as well as try to sell anybody listening to me talk about this book on the merits of the book without fully spoiling it. I might delve into some of the spoilers, but I'll try to avoid them as much as possible so that I can kind of tease and promote the book, kind of work on that muscle of, well, how can I make this book sound most appealing to people? And maybe I'll even write that ahead of time. Okay, I'm gonna spend time writing, you know, for lack of a better word, ad copy, and uh, per, you know a promotional blurb type thing for the book to pitch it to people. You know today's listener of 2023 and beyond. And after I do that, I can in a less structured way talk about the things that I enjoyed most in the book and also frame them or, or and then additionally to that discuss the technique in the writing of the book that I find most appealing as a reader. So what did I enjoy that the author did? And as a writer, 
what do I enjoy that the author did that I feel like I could get away with doing as well? Because I think that's a wise thing to consider, even if these books aren't all in the genre I'm wanting to write, because like I've said before, I have no, uh, not that I have no interest in writing fantasy, but fantasy is not my primary genre that I'd like to write in. Unless you consider superheroics fantasy, which I could see somebody forcing it to be if they really wanted it to be. But, you know, I mean kind of the more epic fantasy, sword and sorcery type thing. Uh, although, I don't know, is sword and sorcery uh, considered to be separate from fantasy? Because I have heard sort of, and sorcery can um, uh, applied to things like the writings of uh, Howard, uh, Conan, and... Uh, Solomon Kane, who I believe is called the Grey Pilgrim, but that, that name or that title, that appellation jumped into my mind before I could conjure the name Solomon Kane. But uh, anyway, I've heard it referred to, I've heard those things, and probably uh, uh, Princess of Mars or the Barsoom Saga by whoever that's by. Is that Kipling? That's not Kipling. That's, uh, oh boy. Well, I don't remember his name, but, <laughs> but, uh, Anyway, it doesn't matter. It, it's uh, you can find that out easily enough. Barsoom or Princess of Mars, John Carpenter's is the, not the author. That's the the titular character uh, uh, of the story. He's the eponymous hero, John Carpenter of Mars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, so that's not H.G. Wells. Anyway, it, like I said, it's immaterial for now. You can look it up. I can look it up, but that's it's not a good time to do that. So I will just continue. Uh, I heard sword and sorcery referred referring to those sorts of things, not. Uh, Lord of the Rings, for, uh, for example, which contains literal swords and much sorcery. So I don't know why there's a distinction there, or if that's just a different way to say it, or if it's because sword and sorcery stories stand apart from your standard fantasy fare by perhaps having more gore, uh, more violence, a different sort of edge to them. Uh, because Solomon Kane uh, was written by Howard, who was a fan of... H.P. Lovecraft, who specifically, I believe, wanted to emphasize the aspects of cosmic horror and the ineffable and the strange and the weird in its classic uh, understanding or, or uh, definition of the word, and emphasize those factors as opposed to the wonder and the grandeur, perhaps, of uh, a Tolkien's fantasy or even something mythological like Arthurian legend or even, uh, uh, no, I wouldn't say Robin Hood counts as fantasy at all. That's more like a period adventure story than anything else. Hmm. Anyway, so, yeah, like I said, I can try to pitch the books to you and then go ahead and just specifically talk about what I enjoyed from the book, both as a reader and as a writer, and things that I would like to exploit as a writer and for my readers to enjoy from my writing as well. And that sounds like it's a pretty good setup for a sub-series on Story Over Everything. And uh, I like the name of Story Over Everything Chats or uh, Story Over Everything Book Chat, Book Discussion, something like that. Uh, I'll just be honest with you. Uh, I am a fan of ChatGPT. I have use of chat gpt3 right now and 
I will probably go ahead and throw a prompt into it to come up with a suggestion for what these book discussions should be called. Can you have a discussion if it's only one person? I don't know. I don't think so. So book chat, it chats even, uh, it's a less formal thing, but it almost more depends on a single person or, or rather on two people as opposed to a single person. So I'm not quite sure uh, how to call that, but I'll figure it out and I'll share those suggestions with you. In fact, uh, I, uh, if you're looking at the website at mjmoneyers.com and seeing what other things I do and you've discovered it from Story Over Everything being out there in a podcatcher or whatever uh, on YouTube or any other uh, Odyssey, any other uh, video site um, where you can find things like this and you're curious as to the different things I'm into and what I've used ChatGPT for, I use it to find a name for a series of uh, podcasts, let's just call them for the sake of argument, that I'm doing right now where I'm recording an audiobook for something that's uh, of, you know, science fiction, genre fiction for uh, an anime, actually, where they're coming out with a book for it. And I ended up asking for a lot, a lot of uh, suggestions for what to call it, and I didn't end up using any of them specifically. I, uh, reading through some of the key phrases, I came up with my own individual terms. So if that's anything to go by, I may end up using an individual idea or name or title for this, you know, book chat thing that uh, I come up with on my own after having a back and forth with the uh, the AI. Um, so anyway, that's uh, that was a long diversion. And that that thing is uh, it's Digimon Chronicles where I'm talking about the or where I'm reading actually the Digimon Seekers web novel that's being released on a weekly basis by uh, I guess Toei, Toei, uh, yeah Toei, uh, who is the owner and operator of the uh, Digimon. Uh, license. So anyway, um, and just another insight into me. Yeah, I like Lewis, I like Tolkien, but I also like Digimon. And um, I actually think Digimon has a very strong literary, uh, not basis, well, maybe, no, not basis, but like core to it. And some of the stories are very fascinating and very well written, uh, even though it is a sort of monster of the week, you know, kid show meant to sell stuff. But uh, I kind of think, I would argue that anybody who makes anything and puts it out there for people to uh, read, watch, listen to, enjoy, is selling something in one form or another. Uh, whether you're selling your ideology, you're selling your books, you're selling your comic book magazine or your superhero magazine, or you're selling, you know, toys. So it's all kind of the same thing. And uh, I think story itself, at its very core, is a device for selling something and... Uh, you exchange the time and attention of your audience for the uh, the message that you're trying to put forth to them. And like I said, that's what you're selling to them. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all because we sell our morals and our ethics and wisdom to our children, the future, you know, our children, our, our fellows and future generations through the stories that we tell. And there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, that's actually that idea, that concept that I have of story uh, being such a powerful tool and being such a powerful mechanism and device um, is why I've called this show uh, Story Over Everything because I believe story is the most important thing. The details, the graphics, the, uh, you know, there's a lot of little nuances that go into how well a story lands. Um, but, and there's, you know, many genre and many media that stories can be in. But to me, what matters is how well the story is conveyed and that the story actually has something good and beautiful at its heart and at its core. 
and uh, I, I believe I'm very selective with the stories I enjoy and that they only are the good and the beautiful. They're only the ones that have something worthwhile in them. Anyway, I've waxed philosophical after uh, not meaning to for far too long, so I will go ahead and bid you adieu for now. This is MJ signing out. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.